Welcome to the Lentil Intervention Podcast, talking all things movement, whole food nutrition and environmental wellness with your hosts, Ben and Emma. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 15, Emma. Is that what we're on? Yes, Ben, episode 15. (laughs) (laughs) We were actually having a uh, debate offline as to whether we call this uh, an episode. Anyway, um, this is a snippet or a lentil express or a show out of the can. It's quick, short. Uh, We want to first start off by saying... uh, a small apology. Um, it's we're conscious that it's been almost exactly a month since our last episode. Uh, we haven't uh, given up. We haven't packed up. We haven't gone anywhere. Uh, quite the contrary, Emma. We've been super busy. We've been busy little bees behind the scenes. Um, so I know you've been really busy travelling with work, Ben. Um, yeah. With all your freedom that you've had in New Zealand until last until week. recently. <laughs> yeah. um, but behind the scenes, we've been busy putting together a website. We've got some new ideas that we want to put out into the world. So thank you for sticking with us. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about the website. So um, I think you know we've had an incredible amount of feedback good feedback, positive feedback um, from our last episode with uh, Gerard. Um, And, you know, even you and I post that last episode, we had a bit of a reflection on that show. And, um, you know, I guess a culmination of a lot of environmental related conversations. And it's really made us rethink a few little things as to where we think the focus should be. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I was just going to say it resonated with a lot of people and this is an area that I know both of us have been really passionate about for quite some time. Um, So we want to bring you more of the environmental wellness aspect and actually put together some resources that will help people um, and some, you know, actionable items that people can actually Mm. do because it's really great to raise awareness about these issues. Um, but as you say, Ben, that alone doesn't lead to change. So we want to actually help facilitate change here. Yeah. And that's um, what the website is for. And look, I mean, as passionate as, as both of us have been about the environment, there's a lot we've learned from these last few few um, episodes ourselves. And I've gone on and, and purchased, uh, I think, three books online now, some good environmental slash um, you know, how food impacts or what we eat impacts the environment uh, to educate myself further. But um, that's right. The website is, I guess, our next stage. We we were never going to remain just as a podcast. We want to uh, create a platform to create awareness and not just awareness, but actually take action. So we've put the first, I guess, uh, go at a website um we've had some debates of what what the colors should be uh, <laughs> <laughs> where things should go and and that website's going to continue to grow and evolve but at, as a start like you said i think um you know we've had some fantastic guests and there's always some some really good resources that come directly from them and facebook is just not fantastic for sharing that so having a website where you can go and download a manual or some some tips or tools, um, you know, you want to have a debate or a conversation with someone else, well, here's the resources to do it, you know, help yourself educate. And look, before we carry on too far with the environment, environment we're not moving away from our other, what we call our pillars of health. We're still certainly focusing on nutrition. It's still a very important component um, and movement as well. 
But what we realized is you can focus as much as you want on being as healthy as you can be, but there's no point if there's not much of a planet left in five years, mm. 10 years, 15 years time, the line. So there's a balance and we want, want to make, bring a connection to that, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so um, where are we now? So we haven't really planned for this. And, and that's the point. So it's been a month. Uh, we're conscious that we've kind of uh, lost touch a little bit with, with our amazing audience, which is yourselves. So um, in the interim, we haven't stopped reaching out to some new guests. And in fact, we're, we've got some very exciting guests coming up. Um, but just like us, they seem to be super busy as well. And um, some are overseas, so getting time zones aligned and so on. So what we've decided, um, as we said at the start of the show, we're going to do these short little snippets. Um, to kind of fill the gap so that we don't disappear for a month at a time. We'll get back to some kind of continu- uh, continuity with, with, our, with our episodes so they're, they're a bit more regular again. Um, so what we call them doesn't matter, but um, what we'll base them on is a current topic. So if a paper has just recently been published or if there's a newspaper that uh, Emma has read that has uh, really <laughs> wound her up, a particular article, then we'll talk about that. Um, like today. <laughs> like today. And um, actually, it's a very timely. Uh, this particular article was uh, published um, three days ago, the 17th of August. Or actually, I got my days wrong, five days ago now. And today is Happy Plant-Based Milk Day. Is that what it is? Yep. It's, so it's World Plant Plant well, Milk Day today. <laughs> that's what it is. So, look, what, what bee is under your bonnet, Emma? Okay. Well, it was very convenient timing, may I just mm. say, for the release of this into the world. Um, so there was a report from the Sustainable Food Trust um, published just a few days ago advising people basically to stop drinking soy milk in order to save the rainforest. They were claiming that milk from grass-fed cattle is better for a sustainable planet. Um, Now, this did the rounds of all the news outlets here in Australia. It lit up my Facebook feed. Um, As as the listeners are aware, I live in cattle country, so I saw this posted a lot by dairy farmers in the area. Um, But it piqued my interest because this is basically the exact opposite of everything I've read Mm. on the various milks and environmental impact to date. Um, So I tracked down the study. And, you know, actually had to read through the scientific paper rather than just all the news um, yeah. articles. And whilst it did its rounds in, in Australia, I mean, I'm looking at um, the Mail Online, which is out of the UK, UK, US. Um, there's, uh, what's this website here? Financial Review. So not just Australia, but I, I would say globally. This is um, titled Soy Milk Will Cost the Earth, Vegans Warned. Um, what's another title? Milk from cows fed on grass is better for the environment than drinking milk made from soybeans. So, yeah, Emma. Yeah, it's quite a hook. It was quite a clickbaity kind yeah, of um, yeah. headline in all of these articles. Mm. Um, look, but the actual paper, I will give it some credit. It does make some good points. I mean, there definitely is widespread concern about increasing global production of soybeans and its impact on deforestation and loss of habitat, especially in the Amazon. Um, But it really misses the mark on a few important things. So I'm just going to unpack that a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, So firstly, I want to set the scene for this paper 
because it's an important point. This was a UK study. Um, and in the UK, the vast majority of cows actually roam on pastures and they're grass-fed. So soy only makes up a small percentage of their diet. Um, but we can't extrapolate that to the other one and a half billion head of cattle on the planet. So not every country have these grassy pastures available, nor do they have the space for grazing like that. So soy and grain feature much more heavily um, in cattle in some other countries in the world. And this wasn't factored into their calculations, okay? So this was UK specific. So just keep that in mind. Um, now, the calculations, they really made no sense to me um, because they don't actually take into account that soy is only quite a small part of the diet for the UK cattle. Um, but obviously, it's the main ingredient in soy milk, right? Mm -hmm. So, of course, it makes sense to say that a glass of soy milk would use more soybeans than a glass of dairy milk taken from a cow that's fed hardly any soy. Like, that's a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we needed to have a discussion around the climate impact of the rest of the cow's diet too, as well as the methane and the nitrogen they produce and the water needed for dairy and the waste that ends up in the waterway and, you know, the antibiotic use in a lot of these farm animals. There's there's so much more to the discussion here that wasn't factored into the calculations. Um, and I actually find that it's a bit in disingenuous to, you know, exclude all of those things. Um I'll rant on if you don't want to input anything here because there's a few other things I do want to say. <laughs> no, I mean, carry on. It's, it's you know, and um, one of the resources. And um, look, if, if you're wondering where we're getting some of these figures from, we have already on our website a fantastic uh, resource that um, actually is linked to an upcoming guest. But one of the figures that 80% of the world's soybean crop, 80% is fed to livestock. So if not to the UK, certainly to other parts of the world. And we're talking about beef, chicken, egg, and dairy production. So yeah, yeah, that, that's a massive disconnect there that, sure, if we all stopped drinking dairy milk, we wouldn't have to grow 80% of the soybean. Um, in fact, well, okay, maybe, you know, the figures would be worked out differently, but we certainly wouldn't be growing as much soy. Yeah, um, well, actually, globally, only about 6% of soy is grown for human consumption. Mm. Um, and they and they don't mention that. And in the Amazon, like 80% of that clearing is linked back to the livestock, whether it be feed or for the actual, like, grazing land for cattle. And it's, it's just not mentioned. So it's just ridiculous. Um, and, you know, soy that is grown for human consumption, generally, um, you know, they're held to a higher standard. So I know, at least here in Australia, a lot of them grow their beans locally. Um, I jumped on a few of the companies' websites to take a look at this. Um, Vitasoy, for example, um, mm -hmm. they're, they're farms here on the East Coast. They're established farms. They're not cutting down Amazonian rainforests to produce their soy milk. Um, or any so, of the native forests north of Queensland, which we covered in the last episode. Yes, absolutely. So if anyone is interested and hasn't listened to our very last episode with Jared, please take a listen. The land clearing rates in Queensland because of the livestock industry are just phenomenal. Um, but yeah, it's a really short-sighted study because reducing our impact on the earth needs to go a lot further than just addressing soy's role in deforestation in the Amazon. Mm. So for every 100 calories of grain fed to farm animals, you only get back about 40 calories of milk 
beef, it's even worse. You're only getting about three calories there. So it's an extremely inefficient way to produce food. Um, and when you also look at the water usage, um, yeah. there's an incredible amount comparative to, to soy. I think soy, when you compare even other plant-based milks, almond, rice, rice and almond are actually quite um, sort of, I guess, water heavy compared to, I mean, still nothing compared to dairy, still less than half. But yeah. soy, in comparison to all the other alternatives, even oat milk, uses the least amount of water. Yeah. So there's a lot of factors you've got to take into account. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, after reading through this study, I'm actually um, at the stage where I think the authors should consider publishing a correction because I think their conclusions are pretty dodgy, um, in mm. my opinion, anyway. And the fact that they've tried to put these conclusions out into the world and all the news outlets have spun it as soy being worse yeah. for the environment than dairy milk. And can I just mention that the organisation was founded by a dairy farmer and the two authors of the paper also have ties to the dairy and livestock industries but didn't disclose any conflicts of interest on the paper. So that just leaves a pretty bad taste. And what is one of the first things you learn about, you know, sort of identifying the the genuineness of a study is who's behind it, who's funding it. So, and you know what, I'm going to bring something else up which is very close to home for me. And um, a lot of our listeners that live in the Auckland region of New Zealand, um, as we know, we've been under water restrictions since um, was this since the start of lockdown, the first lockdown. So around March early this year. So it's been quite a few months now. Water restrictions. So nothing too drastic, but, you know, making an effort to to shorten our showers, but certainly no car washing. Um uh, watering your gardens and businesses. So rental car agencies can't wash their cars. You can't go through a car wash, um, water blasting companies and so on. So a lot of restrictions. And it hasn't improved. And they're now talking about next, this upcoming summer, if uh, you know things are, are, are continuing to deteriorate, then they might be shutting the taps off even. Now, mm. I see in the paper today, so very timely, this conversation. A newspaper article titled, uh, actually, now before I get on to that, a little backstory. So the Auckland Council has been making applications to draw more water from the Waikato River. Um, and the application is part of um, ownership of the Waikato River. So it's a local iwi and, and it's a whole process around that. Um, and they're fighting for it. And apparently there's a long list of applications um, and Auckland Council is kind of sitting down the bottom of that list. Now you wonder, well, who else is applying? Farmers. And this is the title I read in a newspaper today. Today, two large dairy farms want to take enough water from the Waikato River to supply nearly half the population of Auckland. So you've got two dairy farms. Again, we're talking about... um, you know, uh, impact on, on, on our environment, on the planet. Um, you know, you've got a population, Auckland population of about 1.6 million residents, um, which includes 30,000 farmers, uh, tens of thousands of businesses. And you've got two dairy farms in the Waikato area that will draw almost half of what we all need collectively, including businesses. Never mind, you know, when you compare the, the, then the, the runoff, the effect of runoff from dairy farming, the water quality, eutrophication of the rivers, 
you know, the long list goes on. And we've covered this with Dr. Mike Joy, for instance, as well. So it really makes you think where the decisions are being are coming from, who's behind it, how political is it, um, and how much is it driven by pure greed, profit, you know? Yeah. Two dairy farms boggles. for the sake of exporting to other countries and let the rest of us have to uh, change the way we live um, by not having clean drinking water when we want it. So infuriating yeah. <laughs> infuriating and a bit depressing but i yeah. suppose given yeah. that it's world plant milk day yes. perfect opportunity to try plant milk 100%. doesn't have to be soy if you don't like soy you know oats pretty environmentally sustainable as well there's almond milk there's i'm not a huge fan of rice milk but you know there's options there if you want yeah. them <laughs> look i mean if anyone that has attended any nutrition workshop that I've delivered no I'm a big fan of soy <laughs> for various yep. reasons one um uh well it's it's uh you know it's 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 a legume it's it's a health food uh it's good good protein ratio um you know it's uh it's calorie dense but it's it doesn't have a high saturated fat content like say coconut milk for instance mm. um also it's one of the very few powders you or milks you can get as a powder and that's what I'm a big fan of. So you mentioned um, the Bonfit, uh, Bonfit uh, brand um, that that does the, the soy milk out of Australia, GMO-free soybeans. That's quite important. And um, you're buying a powder that's 100% soy. Whereas if you buy a lot of the cartoned milks, which if you're trying to move away from dairy, great. It's a great way to get yourself drinking an alternative but then once you've already gone down that path, start reading the carton and start realizing that, let's say, almond milk, it's maybe, you're lucky if it's 3% almonds in there. And then there's a whole lot of other additives as well, never mind the water, but there's a, a popular one is, is uh, brown rice uh, brown rice syrup or brown rice, I don't know what. Um, that's basically the sweetener. There's anticoagulants. There's all sorts of other stuff as well. So once you've gone down the path and definitely off dairy and, and enjoying a plant-based milk of your choice, then start being a little more selective as well with what you are actually consuming um, from a health perspective, of course. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, from a health perspective, um, I'll admit I still use the carton milk from time to time. I've got a machine that I can buzz up my own milks in if I'm making homemade. Mm. Um, but the things that I would recommend looking out for, number one is, um, you know, minimal ingredients if you can get it. Yeah. If you're getting a soy milk, go for a soy milk that's made on the whole beans. Yes. Um, try and get one that's unsweetened. And for people who potentially don't eat enough beans and greens and, you know, calcium-rich alternatives, mm. I, I'm fine with them having a calcium-fortified milk because really you're only using a dash here, a dash there anyway. It's not like True. I'm going to be recommending people guzzle down glasses upon glasses each day. Um, so yeah. as long as you're getting like a reasonable quality one, I also don't have a problem with almond milk for most adults, um, as long as it's unsweetened. Um, and again, you know, like the oil free ones, if you can, um, I was going to say because, a lot of the cheaper brands have got the, the, the oil. So, you know, yeah. spend, the spend an extra with, 50 cents and you're getting a better quality. Yeah. And the mm. same with your soy milks. A lot of the, um, cheaper soy milks made on soy protein isolate, which I yes. wouldn't recommend. So go for the whole, you know, soybean. 
plant-based milk. Protein isolates is a different conversation, which we'll yeah. do on we another, another day. Another day. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I think what's, so what's the outtake uh, after all this? I think A is uh, be, be aware of what you read um, mm. online, especially, and, um, you know, do your research and uh, move away from dairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, that's, if that's a key outtake. So, yeah, so hopefully learned something. But like we've said, get onto our website, uh, the lentil. Oh, we haven't said what it, where it's at. Thelentilintervention.org. That's the website. Um, we'll put a link in the show notes on Facebook and Instagram. And, um, but also we'll, we've updated the various podcasting platforms. So if you go on there, then the correct, um, well, not the correct, the updated contact details are there so you can reach us. Uh, we're also starting up a mailing list. So make sure you sign up. We're not promising a, a weekly mail out, but uh, if we've got some special announcements to make or um, anything like that, then being on the mail list, you'll be the first to know. Um, anything else for now, Em, before we? No. I think Sign that's off all. Um, finish off the website. Everyone, yeah, finish off the website really quickly before this goes live. So it might be a late night tonight. Um, but everyone, enjoy World Plant Milk Day. And thank you for sticking with us. And we'll be talking to you again really soon. Awesome. Cheers. Thank you for listening to the Lentil Intervention Podcast. If you found this interesting, make sure you subscribe and share it with your friends. 